Before we jump into the episode today, I want to share something with you from my heart. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really can't tell you how much your support means to me. We've been doing the podcast now for almost four years. I can't even believe it. And I'm so grateful for each and every single one of you that listens, shares an episode with your friends, sends me a DM or a text message letting me know how an episode resonated with you or any aha moments. Seriously, I couldn't be more grateful to be able to create this podcast. It has been such a blessing in my life, and I love hearing the ways it's been able to provide value in yours as well. One thing you might not know is how much work it takes to be consistent with a podcast. In fact, did you know that the majority of podcasts don't make it past episode number 10? And we are well, 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 well beyond that. And it's just a lot thinking of the episodes, recording them, editing them, managing the guests, making sure that everything runs smoothly and gets uploaded consistently and regularly. And so that's why I have created an amazing opportunity for you to support the podcast monetarily. And in exchange for that, you will get exclusive premium subscriber content. So for as little as $3 a month, you can become a premium subscriber of the podcast. And every month I will upload new voice-guided workouts and breathwork meditation audio for you. So that way you can work out with me coaching you in your ears. You can also take a moment to reduce your stress and relax and come down and ground down with one of my breathwork audios. So if that is on your heart to support the podcast for as little as $3 a month to become a premium podcast subscriber, I can't tell you how much that means to me and the growth of this podcast. I appreciate you. If you're interested, Click the link in the description, become a premium podcast subscriber, new content every month, and while supplies last, I'll send you an exclusive podcast coffee mug so you can have your self-love and sweat coffee every morning. I appreciate you. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Self-Love and Sweat, the podcast, the place where you'll get inspired to live your life unapologetically, embrace your perfect imperfections, break down barriers, and do what sets your soul on fire. I'm your host, London Souza. Hey friend, it's me, London Souza, online lifestyle transformation coach. I help people all over the world just like you who know they are meant for more, get their mind right and their body tight and go from crazy busy to crazy happy. And hey, if it's our first time meeting, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been with us for a while, it's so great that you're here too. I'm really excited to share this episode of the Self Love and Sweat podcast with you. Hey, I wanted to quickly tell you something about this podcast episode. So it's a part of the University of Unlearning 25-day free challenge to reframe your thinking, reclaim the power of your words, and reboot your workout routine. So this is part of that 25-day challenge that was actually videos. So this is the 
audio extraction and you're listening to it here. So I'm telling you this not only because it's an amazing challenge and you should totally pick it up. You can find the link in the show notes, but because I might um, at times be referring to something that you would only be able to see in the video if you were watching the video. So um, I just wanted to let you know that that's where this is from and you should totally pick up this free challenge and you'll be able to see some of the things that I might be referring to um, on the screen there. So nonetheless, uh, enjoy this episode and you are amazing. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the University of Unlearning, these awesome chats that we've been having to debunk really common myths, you know, anything from physical fitness myths all the way down to, yeah, a lot of some of the feelings and emotions and things that we've all been going through for yeah, for a lot of us for, you know, many years or a lot of parts of our lives. Um, but especially this year, we've really come to unlearn a lot of things or question a lot of things or just explore and experience, um, a lot of different emotions and just kind of seasons in our lives. And so I'm excited about this particular myth because yeah, I think it's something that a lot of us maybe have thought about in one form or another, or have struggled with. And I'm excited too, because Scott's here to talk about this with us, who's been a very, very, um, yeah, influence, uh, influential coach and, and friend in my life and has really coached me through a lot of this in my life as well. So our myth today really is that forgiveness means that you're letting somebody else off the hook and that you're basically saying that what they did was okay and it's no big deal. So that's the myth that we want to debunk today because forgiveness is not about saying that what a person did is okay, that if they mistreated you or hurt, hurt you or something doesn't mean that it's okay. Um, forgiveness is about us and forgiveness is about setting ourselves free. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about here today. So Scott, thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody a little bit about you and where you are. It's so beautiful out there in nature. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, first of all, you can hear me call London, my sister, it's just who she is to me and, and family are the people that become important in your life. So I am a uh, mindset coach. I'm a certified NFL or NLP coach. Um, certified NFL guy. You're so big and so tall. I would have believed it, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Certified NLP and NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I, my passion is just helping people get through what they're going through and becoming the people they really want to become. Um, I love working with guys. Uh, I grew up in a family of heroes. You know, grandpa was a Marine. My dad was a cop. I, I mean, I just grew up around those kind of guys and you watch them beat themselves down over time because they always had to be there for everybody and everything. And they, they had to, they had to be the strong ones and the, and the stoic heroes really that they are and, and hold a lot of things inside, not necessarily because that's what men do. It was that they didn't want to pass things on. So let me, I've got this book in my head. Um, the greatest gift my grandfather gave me was peace. Now he went through world war two. He never talked about any of the stories. He would not talk about the stories he did that. So we didn't have to go through it. So he passed on the gift of peace to us. And I find that that's what a lot of people try to do is they don't want to unburden themselves in some way or, or throw this stuff out there or wait for trauma and karma to come back and bite them because they spit this stuff out. And it's funny, you and I talk about this all the time. Is you, social media, it's like nobody has a filter on their mouth anymore. It's like you say all these things and you can't take back those words. So like we talked about a lot of times, um, we take that pause to think about what happened. And forgiveness rolls right into that. 
because really your emotions are inside you. They're not out. They're not created by anybody else but you. So if your emotions are held up inside you, forgiveness is a you letting go of that, not somebody doing something to you. There's no score in that. You don't keep score that way. And if you forgive somebody, they're one up on you and you have to get them back. That's, that's just a struggle within yourself. And we'll get into that because you, we've all gone through those kind of things. Yeah. 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 And I, to your point, yeah. Giving this gift of saying like, I'm not going to talk about it, not going to share it, not going to burden you with that. Um, yeah, we see how then it can lead to generations of wanting to hold things inside and not feeling like it's okay to express their emotions and feelings and, um, yeah, um, just kind of all of that there. And so when it comes to forgiveness, um, I don't believe that you have to tell the person, you know, Hey, I forgive you. Sometimes you don't even get that opportunity. That person could be, you know, either they passed away or you just won't see or just whatever, you know, um, I really believe it's something kind of for yourself. And I think sometimes with people with forgiveness, they think like, okay, if I forgive that person, that means I need to go to that person and tell them like, Hey, I forgive you. And so when I kind of, when we talked about that and kind of realized that too, that also really felt like a weight had been lifted as well, because I felt like I was, I don't want to say let off the hook. That's why I say, forgiveness is for ourselves because I just really felt like, Hey, there, I didn't have to do anything to go to the person, explain myself, say it was just, it was all about me and all about how I decided to, um, yeah, to show up daily, even, you know, moment by moment to kind of forgive that situation and, um, kind of tune in a little bit more to myself there. And so I don't know how anybody feels listening to that or how that makes you feel when I say that, but I think somehow that just feels a little bit lighter as well, you know, saying like, you don't need to go and like present this forgiveness message to the person. It's just really about, you know, what's in your heart. Yeah. So uh, imagine <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of crews working in the house. So that's why I'm in my backyard. Right now talking I love to it. You. We're getting wood Forgive floors put in my every- parents' house right now too. And I was telling you, I don't know what sounds are going to come out, but we got some <laughs> university of unlearning to record. So let's do it. <laughs> Um, so let me just say this. I looked out of the corner of my eye and I've got a bunch of Home Depot buckets over here. So let's imagine your life and your emotions inside you are a giant five gallon bucket, right? Fill it with sand. That's every emotion. Every grain of sand is every emotion, every trauma, everything that happiness, everything you've ever gone through in your life. I think to me and what I explain to people is my concept is the moment you forgive somebody for something, you're going to reach in that bucket that is your life and you're going to take a scoop of sand and throw it out. Now, the lightness and that and that ability to breathe is now something else can come in. Well, what else do you want in your life? We all want happiness. We want joy. We want to be surrounded by family. We want all those good feelings. I'm sure, knowing you talked to mom, Jenna, earlier, um, she's always talking about those memories. You want to fill the bucket full of memories because that's really all you're going to take with you, right? What do we leave behind? Same thing. We leave by memories. So I think of that feeling of lightness is, you know, how heavy a five gallon bucket is when you take mm-hmm. that scoop out and you forgive somebody for something that's weighing you down. You've now you can fill your bucket up. Your bucket becomes lighter for a moment and you can fill it up with what you want. That's what I think that is. So that I like that idea. When you describe that, you went through a lot of that, you know, that feeling of lightness and that, that the muck that you're going through and all those things when you don't know what's going on, simply take a moment and ability to forgive somebody. Now, we went through, and I taught you the Ho'oponopono, which is you don't have to talk to someone face-to-face, but you get a chance to talk to them in that, in that little process that you're doing, that you get to say the things you want to say and do it. You don't have to do it face-to-face. I don't think it's really necessary. 
I don't, some people may need to do that and that's fine. And that's a, that's a, yeah, I think it just depends on what works for your healing process. And I think if you can have that opportunity to have that dialogue in a way that's honest and respectful and vulnerable, you know, and that you can totally for sure. But what I love about the Ho'opo'ono forgiveness meditation that you taught me and shared with me is because it's a daily thing. So like, you could totally go to the person and forgive them, but you're not going to go to them every day and every evening and do that um, ritual that this meditation, you know, provides, which is, you know, I forgive you and I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. Like a lot of stuff that is necessary on a daily basis, on a regular basis for healing that we don't really realize. And so I feel like I like that too, because yeah, you maybe get the opportunity to, or want to, or feel called to actually forgive that person to their face. And even if you do that, you still have to do the work on a daily basis because things come up and you get triggered by that person again, or that situation. And it's like, no, forgive it, let it go, you know, and just kind of let it go down the stream. I kind of imagine. Um, and I just, I love that, that link, uh, that meditation there. I'll put the link and everything included wherever you guys are listening or watching this too. It's, uh, it's seven minutes and I do it every evening because Scott, you know, shared it with me and we've been working together for some time and it's so powerful. It's so powerful because, you know, we hold on to stuff too, or sometimes we might feel a little bit like guilty or just whatever. We might've done something to someone or a situation might've happened. And we get that opportunity to like forgive others and like forgive ourselves in that seven minute period, which is, is, is so awesome and so powerful. And it does feel lighter. And like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I cry every time I do that meditation. Not even like the, like the, not like a sobbing cry, but there's just like a release of like, tears from my face, from my eyes, every time I do it. And I just, I love that feeling. I feel warm. I feel fulfilled. And I also feel a lot lighter and released when I do that, um, on a regular basis, you know, it's not just a one-time thing. It's really something that, um, is continual as are all the tools that Scott continues to teach me that I get from my coaches that I teach my clients is just like tools that continue to work throughout the seasons, the tools that keep on giving and all of that are just so powerful. And so that's a really, a really awesome one that you've provided that I really love. Uh, yeah. Just remember now, it wasn't me. We pass on those things we like in our tools, right? It's like, it's like, I still have my dad's and my grandpa's tools. They're, they're in my garage and I use them all the time. So um, it, one thing I really like about it is um, you could do that 50 times a day. You can do it one massive time at night. You can do it whenever you want. Some of my mentors tell me they can do it in 30 seconds. They literally can do it that fast. And also remember is these ideas of somebody wronging you, you could have wronged somebody else because none of us really are in the perspective of everybody else, right? Everybody sees things through their own eyes and their own feelings and their own stuff. You may have offended somebody that you don't even know yet. You may have offended that person in a way that made them act like that, that you may think is totally right. And it, it is to you. It is. Okay. It's proper in your eyes. They may have, uh, they may have acted proper in their eyes. So it's an understanding. And I think that's what I love about the thing. It's like, please forgive me. Or I forgive you. Please forgive me. It's like, I may have done something to you too, that created this whole problem. Now, sometimes like we say, talking in front of somebody and, and talking with them, especially you know, like family members and somebody who you just, you're just struggling with is just to sit down and have an honest conversation. Take, try and take the emotion out of it. Just explain how you're feeling. And I think the biggest problem, I wish they would teach kids in school now is teach people to listen. 
I think that's one of the greatest things. That, that's one reason I got into coaching was I, I became better at listening to people that health and wellness, um, it was another step and another tool for me. And we got into how much the emotions, but we follow guys like Dr. Dispenza and everybody else that you know, once you start to learn about these things, your life just becomes an it's just an amazing spot. You just become happy and, and going where you want to go and doing the things you want to do. And life becomes very abundant at that point when you start to just forgive people and let them go on their way. If they don't, if you don't want them in your life anymore, that's fine. Forgive them and let them go. If you want them in your life, forgive them and bring them back into the fold and, and surround them in your family. It's, it's interesting, but I like the idea that I can forgive myself for something I may have done to somebody that I don't even know yet. I don't, I don't know what the problem was. I may have, I may have said something or, or just simply had those reactions. If you ever, you ever had somebody, you're having a conversation with somebody and they just a look on their face or something just like triggers you somehow. Don't always think it's that person that, that look or that something could be something from your past somewhere that you just have to work on inside you. Every negative emotion you have is inside you, not, not brought on you by everybody else. So look inside first. Yeah. One word that comes up. Sorry if it's a little bit loud. I don't know if you hear the the wood floors getting put into the living room here. And I'm just hoping that this beautiful microphone is just picking up our voices here because sometimes, you know, as part of the unlearning process, entrepreneurship, video recording, all the stuff you have planned is not always beautiful. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I'm just hoping that here. I'll come back and listen to it later, but I think it should be uh, it should be fine. Um, but the, the word that I really hear that's, um, you know, coming with, with what you're saying and what you're sharing is ownership. So when we come there and we are, you know, showing up for the hope on no meditation and the forgiveness, I forgive you, please forgive me. Like you said, I may have offended, like I'm human enough to understand and, you know, get it that like, I am probably offending people that, you know, the triggers from my past are coming up sometimes too. And just as much as other people deserve my compassion and empathy and forgiveness, I deserve that too, you know, and I understand that maybe I could have done something throughout the day that could have, you know, triggered someone or just whatever. And just being very, um, yeah, taking ownership of that. I really love that word there. And um, that word ownership when it comes to the theme of forgiveness, because we don't want to let people off the hook sometimes like they did this to me, they, they, you know, all this. Um, but when we take ownership and say like, hey, you know, it's really, it's not about them. It's not about letting them off the hook. It's not about saying that they did anything right, wrong, better, could, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's about, you know, making sure that every day I'm not choosing to wear that heaviness, you know, choosing, you know, and then it's really hard to say that you're choosing that when someone wronged you, you know, and did something. And from my um, perspective and something I've worked with Scott a lot on and shared a lot with him about, in fact, I often joke with, but this is in dead seriousness. Like if you want to know my deepest, darkest secrets and how I feel and like the verbal vomit, that would be like my verbal journal, if you will, ask Scott, he knows all of it. Um, and, uh, he also, I, I trust him. So he ain't, he's ain't not telling none of my secrets, but that's to the point of, those are the types of conversations that we have on a regular basis when we talk. And so like with me, for example, like my, I grew up in a very, um, very close knit Italian family with a very, uh, controlling patriarch lead of our family, uh, and my grandfather. And so throughout my life, um, believe it or not, I've done things he did not approve of. And, um, some of them, you know, had him just really like, you know, let me have it through the roof, you know, was very, very upset that I had a boyfriend that had tattoos, was not a fan of tattoos, all these things just 
threw things through the roof and it was really hard for me because yeah, for a while, you know, I was in Austria and I could see the turmoil and chaos and the pain that all this was causing in my family based on an action that I made, you know, but I wasn't living there. So I just kind of saw all that unfold and that was really hard. And then I would have these like nightmares and dreams of him like yelling at me. And then I was really frustrated and angry because I just didn't feel like people in my family stood up for me in a way that like, I felt like I would have done for them. And whether that's, doesn't mean anything that just was my perception and what I was holding on to and what was really hard for me. And then being back in America too, I'm now in a space where I'm like, it's not just that I, that, that happened. And that was really hard and really traumatizing for me, but it's like, now I'm like here and I'm closer by those people that, you know, I just like was away from, you know, and whether I was go, go, go and doing all the things far, far away to kind of avoid that totally open to that possibility and cracking that can open when it comes to my healing. So just kind of like letting you guys know kind of where I am and and where I'm thinking there. But um, yeah, especially now it's just like, it's a little bit hard. And so to your point, like that forgiveness is not for the other person. Like, you know, I don't even think to be honest, if I like went to my grandfather with those words and was like, Hey, you know, it's no big deal. Like I forgive you. Like, I don't think he'd even think he did anything wrong. I don't think he would even like get that verbiage or language or I don't know. It would, it would, there would just be nothing gained really. I don't think from, from that, you know, um, but forgiving myself and the part of me that kind of let a lot of that kind of go on and just, um, you know, for just forgiving everybody else for not acting in a way that I would have expected, because it's like, those are just my expectations. That's just my opinion. And it's just my perception and everybody's going to do what they want to do regardless. And I cannot, you know, let them hold on to that or like me hold on to them because of that. And so just like a lot of forgiveness, um, going on, you know, in my life there and just feeling like, yeah, we can't have, you know, just try to expect everybody to behave in a way that we would want to. And there, people are not going to act and re- react in ways that we would always imagine. And sometimes, you know, people in your family are going to reveal sides where you're like, what the heck? Like, that's not what I thought family was like supposed to be. But like you said at the beginning, Scott's like, I call you sis. Like family is like what you create, the tribe you create. And I'm learning that and creating that too as well. And so, um, and so, yeah, it's just like, sometimes you just have to for, you know, continuously show up to forgive those people in your life because they're around you on a regular basis. And you're kind of reminded of it a lot and you have to kind of, yeah, show up for that forgiveness and love for them and for yourself to say like, Hey, you didn't lose that time, you know, being frustrated or mad. You got to learn what it felt like to process anger and what it felt like to really feel your emotions. You didn't lose nights of sleep because you woke up with nightmares, London. You actually gained like so much perspective of what it would be like to, you know, be in a client's shoes who has some of those big fears and things weighing on them like you do when it comes to that situation. And so seeing a lot of opportunity in that, um, has helped a lot. And just, you know, understanding that like, yeah, it it is a ongoing thing. It's not a one, you know, one day fix or a weekend fix, just like with anything. So you guys know, I'm not a weekend quick fix when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to workouts, when it comes to mindset stuff, when it comes to forgiveness and healing from our own personal traumas and different things, it's not a quick fix either. And so that's just, yeah, kind of, what I'm experiencing really in my life when it comes to forgiveness and just in the process of unlearning, it's just like, yeah, things, you know, you don't, you know, when it comes to unlearning, it's like, like I said, forgiveness doesn't mean you're letting somebody off the hook. It's really giving you that lighter sense and that lighter feeling. And, you know, I can't really describe it until you experience it. It also, um, unlearning that you don't just forgive someone once and it goes away. Like it's really something on a day-to-day basis. And like I said, something I revisit every single evening and oftentimes tears come and you're crying, like you're going through it often, you know, and um, just understanding, yeah, it's like a continuous process there. And it's about us. 
It's not about the other person. And well, you know, especially like when I think about my grandpa too, like I, I can't ever imagine like getting a reaction to which I would have thought would have been ideal at the time. Like, okay, London, you're right. I'm sorry. Like that, what, you know, that might come, but like, that's not something I could be waiting for. It was really a matter of me saying like, no, it's up to you, London, to like, let that weight go. Or you're going to be carrying that. And that's going to get real heavy. (laughs) No more. And every day I have to be reminded, like, take it off release, you know? And, um, very thankful for coaches like you who have helped me see that for sure. That's what we do. That's what we all do. I, I learned just as much from you as, as you ever will learn from me. But, but, but t- that's a great point to put out is you really don't ever change anyone else. They change themselves. Mm-hmm. So you never would have went to your grandfather and said anything that would have made him change, right? He has to change within himself. Now you can fast car, um, <laughs> but you wouldn't, uh, uh, you wouldn't actually. Now, now, it doesn't mean that change can't happen really quick or, or forgiveness can't make an amazing quick change in your life. Some things we have to work on. So if it's something you continually struggle with, you just haven't found the root of it yet. You haven't gotten down to the point where you really work it out. It could be something that's, let's say, little things that have happened all your life, right? Um, take bullying. So there's some people who've been bullied since they were in kindergarten who get bullied all the way through high school who, who get into a job that now they feel like you've got a boss that's bullying you that is an ongoing thing that takes a long time to work out. Now you can get really good at some parts of it. There's other kids that all of a sudden, you know, um, they get the braces on in high school and all of a sudden they're teased and they don't remember that from before. So it's like an immediate thing. Um, you just don't ever think you're going to go change someone. That's what's so great about forgiveness that you're not going to go change them. They did what they did. You're going to forgive them because you want it out of your system. You, you want to get it out of you so you can go become more of who you want to be. Don't hold on to that grudge, right? Those I, Nothing's worse than a grudge. So imagine this, mm-hmm. you're driving down the road and you're going to get off the off-ramp and the off-ramp's backed up and you, and you pull into line and you sit there and wait, right? And then here comes this car and this car goes around you and cuts you off, right? And gets in before of you. Well, what do you do? You, 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 dang you, you, you don't like this. How do you know that their child isn't sick at school? How do you know that that they're they're not on the way to a job that they haven't had in six months and they just got to get there and they, they just, they're trying to do what they can do to get there on time. So I struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes I'm screaming like this and other times I'm like, Whoa, you must, you must really got to have to get somewhere fast, you know? Um, So you don't really know what's going on in anybody else's life. Forgive them for you. Right. And don't forget who's the person you spend the most time with. You. Forgive yourself. If you didn't get your workout out in that day, if you didn't do something, if you did everything you could do that day, forgive yourself. You did what you could for the day. Start it up again tomorrow. It's amazing how we don't want to forgive ourselves for the things we've done. It, I know. We're really hard on ourselves. Really hard are. on ourselves. We really are. Especially um, uh, like you work with entrepreneurs and go-getters and stuff like that and fathers and stuff like that is the fathers don't want to be forgiven. It's almost like we want to carry the burden and we want to stoically just continue to take it on and learning to just forgive yourself for you did what you could for that day. Did you do everything you could? You and I talk about this with your amazing book you're starting to write and we get into sports analogies and we've both been athletes all our life and played in college and all that kind of stuff. And did you leave it on the court? That was a big thing for me is is I'm never really competitive until I get on the court literally walk across the line and I stand on the court. I'm a whole different person than I am off the court. Right. 
And when I leave that court um, in college, <laughs> the one year I got to play before I blew my knees out, we were 38 and one. The greatest game I ever played was the game we lost. I played harder and better in that one game and we lost than I ever played in the other games. So I, I, you have to learn to forgive yourself for the things you do and don't carry the burden and just give yourself a break every now and then, if not every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I um, also want to point out that, you know, like you said, when we're carrying it and it's heavy, like it, I could just feel like when I was going through the thick of, of what the situation I was talking about, like you just feel it in your body and you can feel that physical manifestation of that emotional burden that you carry. And it is, when I say a lightness, it's also like, yeah, like you could feel certain air. Like I felt like, especially like right behind my heart and my back, I'd get this like super tight, tense feeling, like almost like if someone was like coming behind you with your shirt and like grabbing it and twisting it, like that type of feeling. Um, I'd get that, um, you know, and you feel like, you know, that kind of shortness of breath when I would wake up in the morning, just feeling like waking up from dreams of just feeling like, oh my gosh, like, is this really real? Is this really happening? And you get those, you know, that, that shortness of breath and kind of that panic, anxious type of feeling. And so I just, you know, quickly saw and realized like, Hey, like if I don't take the time to unpack what this kind of means, the root cause where it's come from, do some serious forgiveness. Um, it's going to manifest itself in my physical body. I can already feel it. And I want to have longevity in my physical body to be able to work out and push my physical limits and all of those things. And whether I like it or not, you know, the way that I deal with my emotions is going to impact that for sure. And so I realized I couldn't just work out more to get rid of that. It was like, no, we got to continue to do the emotional healing, let that kind of release, feel how that feels in our physical body and be like, oh yeah, crush it in this workout because of what I can do, not because of what I'm trying to ignore or put away or push aside or push under the rug. And um, that type of feeling when I go into my workouts is so much better than like, you know, sometimes we go in, we have a rough day, whatever we want to work it out. We have that feeling when it comes to our workouts, but not all the time. It shouldn't be like that escape or that place where you're kind of like beating yourself up. And that's kind of where it was for me for some time. And so now it's, it's, it's different and it feels good and it's not by any means over the unpacking is always happening. And just when you think you unpack that suitcase, you're like, Oh, there's a hidden compartment where like you could put socks or other shit. <laughs> Let's unpack that too. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just so thankful for this conversation. I'm so thankful for this platform to have this conversation. And I'm thankful for you, Scott, for all the, the work that we've been able to do together and for our weekly meetings and just for the guidance and support and understanding and safe spot and container that you provide on a regular basis for me and for your clients and for everybody. So um, so thankful for that. Let people know where they can find you and connect with you, Scott, your social media website, all of that. Well, as you know, I'm not really a big social media junkie, but I have been, I have been pushing it there. So basically it's Gates wellness, um, at Gates wellness at everything, um, and those things. And you can jump in and do it and get into that kind of stuff. Um, you can reach out through London, Jana, everybody, their, their family, it's mom and my sister, you know, that, that's one thing to do, but just Gates wellness at everything you'll, you'll catch into me and, and, I generally get back to everybody. I, I enjoy more of the one-on-one kind of client stuff. Throw me an email. I'll get back to you real quick. Um, I think the phone number is even on there. If you want to give me a call and we'll talk, see what we can go on. But um, I'll put yeah, all your a, information. I am so up. thankful for the journey you've been on. I have learned so much watching you go through where you're going through and the journey you're going on and the person you're becoming. 
My sis, you just amaze me sometimes. You really do. You really do. You just, you floor me at certain points. And I can't wait till this book comes out. I'm like, just going like. You're letting the cat out of the bag. <laughs> You're the only person I would let, let the cat out of the bag before me, but it's good. I'm glad that you said that because now people know I'm yeah. writing a book and they're gonna be like, where's your book, London? Accountability. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, know, you had a deadline that you, you promised me you'd keep. So oh yeah, I got it. it. I got it. it. Now it's out in the public. <laughs> yeah. And the deadline, by the time people watch this, the deadline will have already passed. So that means we'll be closer to those people reading it before the first eyes, before the first eyes. Um, and to, yes. yeah, to your, to your point, and I'll just put this out there too, because I always feel like I can just share all the things when I'm around Scott. Um, you know, I was nervous about this. I am nervous about this. I don't know how people are going to, um, respond to the university of unlearning and what that looks like and, um, how it might speak to them or what it might kind of, you know, inspire them to unpack or just kind of trigger who knows, you know? So I was writing Scott before this. I'm like, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, I'm excited, but it's also just, yeah, something new. And when I talk about, experiences and things like this. Uh, I like to do it. I just, yeah, I just get a little bit nervous because, um, it is, it is vulnerable and it is uncomfortable. And, um, but I, I like, you know, you said, and you always share, it's like, if you're not nervous and it does, it means you, you don't care if you guys aren't feeling uncomfortable and like the pot is boiling and whatever, it just means that you don't, you know, you don't, you don't care. And you're, you're, that those feelings mean that it, you care and that it, that it matters, you know, and you're just kind of like, uh, I don't know what people are going to think. I don't know how they're going to accept it, but Hey, it's what I want to talk about. It's what I'm going through. It's my truth at the moment. Um, and mm -hmm. that's all I can do. That's what life like London is. So hoping everybody yeah, loves so it, but I think they will. <laughs> I need to tweak you on this one a little bit is you need to change that word again. What I nervous say to excited, nervous to excited. Oh, the I'm feelings excited. We feel when we're nervous are the same things. So heart rate goes up. We get short of breath. We get stunned. We, we don't want to move. Excitement is the same feelings physiology. So look up any Olympic athlete that's ever been interviewed after a run or something like this. And the first interviewer always says, I hate this. It's the stupidest question a reporter can ask. <gasps> were you nervous? Every single Olympic athlete, and we're talking to people that train the hardest and focus on one event every four years, will simply say, no, I was excited. So change that. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're having that feeling of nervousness, going to school, going to class, in a job, speaking at a meeting, doing your little podcast, start telling yourself, I'm excited. What happens when we keep saying that in our head? Mm-hmm. And that's what I used to, or that's what I tell myself and would tell myself a lot. Or when people would ask me like for the live workout parties and the big, uh, the big in-person events I would teach with thousands of people all over the world. Were you nervous? No, I was excited. Do you get, yeah, my heart was beating, but I got this like calm sense all over my whole body and it was just go time. So, um, so yeah, it is just, yeah, I am excited. I'm excited. Changing the word. Thank you so much, Scott, for being here. I totally appreciate it. I love this conversation. I hope you guys are enjoying the University of Unlearning. Um, I'll put all the links on how you can connect with Scott, um, either in the show notes of the podcast or the description down below. Love you lots, brother. Thanks for being here. Love you too, sis. Anytime. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self Love and Sweat, the podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us a review. This really helps a lot. And share this with a friend. I'm only one person. And with your help, we can really spread the message of self love and sweat and change more lives all around the world. I'm London Souza, reminding you that you deserve a life full of passion, presence, and purpose fueled by self-love and sweat.